Education for the Nation. My name is Warren Shute. I'm here today on this beautiful sunny day with Move Rooms because the uh, sun was getting in our eyes with the delightful Paul. How are you, sir? Hello, Warren. That's a nice problem to have, eh? Oh, it's glorious, glorious, glorious. I swear I must suffer with that sad syndrome where January, February, the low cloud and it's dark and dull and it really gets me. But this time of year, I'm even more upbeat than normal, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, and I've just returned from uh, 10 days or so in Portugal, which was great. Hence, uh, no recording last week. But um, yeah, it's fantastic. It's brilliant. But yeah, right. Well, look out, listeners and viewers, then. If you're on, on plus form, then yeah, watch out, world. <laughs> we are here and now. So what do you have for me today? So today, I want to talk a little bit about, I guess psychology in some ways, the psychology of money. It's been a lot more bad headlines and they're just the latest in a long string this year. We've had Jamie Oliver's restaurants going going bust and a lot of people sadly losing their jobs. British Steel, there's obviously a lot going on with that as well, 25,000 employees there. There's an awful lot of these headlines and it's 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 easy to get down about this stuff and obviously if you are involved in that then then yeah, you're facing a very tough situation. And, and I know you're a big believer in the kind of mindsets, and I thought it was well worth covering some of that stuff today. Sure, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And I think there are, there'll be two types of people listening to this today. There'll be the types of people that are directly affected by the situations that are occurring. So whether you work for like the Jamie Oliver um, food restaurant or whether you work for British Steel or whether you work for another company that is possibly going through challenging times and you're worried for yourself about how it's going to affect you and your family environment. Um, and you're going to have those people that are not directly affected by it, but are sat on the sidelines and looking at it from a third position and saying, actually, that's, how's that going to affect me? How's that going to affect my self? How's that going to affect the economy as a whole? And you know, also with the European elections as well, that throws another uncertainty into the mix and everything else. So um, yeah, there's kind of like two perspectives to, um, to look at it from this way. Yeah, um, so what, what's, um, I mean, we've got to come back to the, to the money plan and the five steps, right? I mean, it, it's, it's important any time. It's particularly important when we are facing um, some kind of financial hardship or, or bump in our, in our normal smooth road. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, obviously, I don't try to give advice for everyone and say, we've got the golden bullet and it's going to fix everything for you. But if you don't know what you want, you, you'll just get confused, you'll just get overwhelmed. The most important thing you can do is just clarity. So whether you're in the thick of it, whether you're a, a British Steel worker or a Jamie Oliver restaurant employee and you've just lost your job, what's your outcome? What do you need to do? Are you going to retire? Are you going to seek other work? We just need to try and get some kind of clarity on this, me on this mess and the worst thing you can do, although it may be the natural instinct for you to do, the worst thing you can do is dwell on the incident, dwell on the information and the, and the challenge that's happened. We're really trying to got to sit, stick our head up high, stand up and say, right, okay, the situation doesn't define me. You, although it might be easy to say that, what's happened to you isn't who you are, okay? you are more than that and you can achieve more. So if you are, for example, a British Steel worker or a Jamie Oliver restaurant worker or possibly one of the thousands of other employees who might have lost their job this year, it's more of a case of, okay, right, 
what am I going to do? What can I do? What do I enjoy doing? How do I want to spend the rest of my life? Start making decisions today that will affect long term, not knee jerk reactions that will just fix in the moment. Now, it might be a case where, okay, I have to take a short term job just to bring some money in to start paying the bills, but start making decisions simultaneously, start planning for the future long term. So you have a vision of where you want to be, and what it looks like, and then say, right, okay, what do I need today in order to work towards achieving that? Um, and, and then you've got the other group of people who will be sat there saying, well, actually, has the financial climate changed? Has the economy changed? Are things changing? Are we at the crust of things about to change? How should I change my situation financially? And that's really a case of don't set your financial situation up for seasons. Okay, we might have been coming out of summer, coming into autumn before we go into winter. You know, the economy has seasons as well as the, the, the climate. But what you really should do is just have like a, an evergreen, a financial situation that just lasts throughout. So you expect these downfalls, you expect retracement, pullbacks in the stock market, um, and you don't try and time it and knee-jerk reaction to it um, because otherwise you'll be going changing this way, changing that way, keep changing things back and forth and you'll never make any progress. The outcome really is to get yourself a stable ship and just sail, sail through the, uh, the, the storm. Now, you mentioned the money plan and the five steps. It, it is true, you know, as a professional planner, we take people through all seasons. I've been doing this for 24 years now. We can't change our approach every time a financial situation occurs. What we have to do is put you into a financial situation that will weather the storms and go through. And that's why we have the five steps of the money plan. And that's what I do with my clients day to day in the meetings. And that's what I've written about in my book and I talk about my seminars and I share with you here. Now we do go over it, um, but sometimes when you listen to it from a different perspective, a different emotional state, a different time, you retain it and you take it in. And that's why we keep giving the same message across because it works, guys. Um, it's important you do these things because they are the fund fundamentals, the foundations of long-term financial success. And go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I think it's, I think that's a very good point because it's easy. If people are listening to this regularly, we talk about emergency cash is a good example um, where put aside a thousand pounds firstly, if you can, just in a, in a fund that you're not going to use just for when something happens. If you're in a position to extend that to three, six, nine, 12 months of, of your income, if possible. And it's when things like this happen, it, it, it's quite an easy message to think, oh yeah, I'll get around to that, I'll do that someday, but I want to buy this or I want to do this first. But it's when things like this happen that it really hits home just how important that is and what you've just said about weathering, weathering the storms and the hiccups, which are inevitable for all of us. Absolutely. And you hit the nail on the head, really. Emergency cash really is the first thing that every listener should be doing. If you don't have your emergency reserve, your emergency cash in place, that is a fund of money, an amount of money, which initially is a thousand pounds that will weather you through some storms. Now a thousand pounds isn't enough to last you very long, but we start at a thousand pounds because some of your, some of the listeners here would have never have saved a single penny in their life. 
So we want to set you up for success. If I start giving you objectives that are too challenging to achieve, you are going to get demotivated. And although we want you to grow and progress, we want you to enjoy the process. This is life, by the way. You know, we're, we're here to enjoy ourselves. We're not here to achieve things. You know, achievement is the enjoyment process. So let's set ourselves a, a goal that we can all achieve. And I know we can all achieve it because I've coached people and I've spoken to people and I've set them the target of achieving a thousand pounds and they've all done it. Okay. So a thousand pounds is the first target. And we say we do whatever it takes legally and ethically and morally to achieve this. So we have to maybe do some extra work, some extra hours. We maybe have to go around the house and look at items that we're no longer using. We can sell. Um, we look at maybe taking on a second job. There's, there's dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of things that you can do, but the outcome is to get a thousand pounds. Now, I prefer that we keep that in thing called national savings and investment premium bonds. The reason is not because it's the best investment out there. And you know, if you Google, people will say, oh, national savings premium bonds are rubbish, that kind of thing. It's because it's not an investment. It's an insurance. It's safe. It's backed by the treasury. It's out of arm's reach. You're not going to dip in it when your emotions are low and your boyfriend or girlfriend's dumped you or your boss has had to go at you and you want to go and treat yourself to an emotional spend. It's out of arm's reach. And that's why we use it. It's not because it's an investment. It's because it's safe and it's out of arm's reach. Once you've achieved that, and I know you will achieve that, we then look to repay all our unsecured debt. And that gives us financial security. So any credit cards you've got, any loans you've got, any car finance, we look to repay that as quickly as possible. And we use the method called the snowball effect. And that's what we've shared on here a number of times before. Yeah, okay. And then, so that's kind of taking us through, obviously, setting the goals you talked about at the beginning. That's that's the step one. Step two is about getting organized and, and um, dealing with this stuff, getting that emergency reserve in place. and, and uh, The banking yeah, so so set, so let's let's go back a stage and let's just let's just sort of cover them. Step one is like you said, what, like we did in the intro, is what do you want? What's your outcome? Why are you getting up every day? Now, sometimes when you're in the thick of the forest, you can't see the wood for the trees. So you have to step back and give yourself a bit of space and say, "What's life about? What is my why? What is my purpose? How do I want to be known? What what's my um, outcome behind doing all this?" Um, and you know, I'll, I'll share mine. Mine is to help one million people get financially free. So free from the worries of money. That's what I want to achieve. It's not a financial gain for me. I, I don't earn any money necessarily from doing this kind of work. But it's a, it's a, you know, when I'm on my rocking chair and I'm 95 years old and I'm looking back on my life, I can say, hey, it was nice that I left the place, the, the planet, a nicer place than when I arrived kind of thing. It had a contribution. Now, that might sound a bit deep for some of you. For some of you, it might be, do you know what? I want to get my kids through college. I want to get my children through university. I want to make sure that they are set up in a home. It might be, I want to sort my own retirement out. That's more important because remember, we have an analogy. Now, we look after the present moment, our finances. Then, we look after our future finances. Then, we then worry about other people and whether we look at college education, university education, um, charitable giving, that kind of thing. So you have to work on the, the premise that we look after the present moment now because if you don't look after your finances now, there's no way you're going to be able to invest for your retirement. And if you start giving money away to everyone else, sorting out your children, 
you may retire poor. You've got to go in that order. It's important you follow this system um, because it works. It's put together is a reason. So I kind of got off track a little bit there, but the first step is <laughs> what, what, what is it you want to achieve? What's your outcome? Um, so once we know what our outcome is, our decisions align with our outcome. So it makes it a lot easier. We know why we're doing things because some of these things we do will be involved in a little bit of sacrifice. Um, some of them will involve doing things differently. So we have to really understand why we're doing it. If you don't know why we're doing it, we'll never do it. It's like going to work for your boss, not really understanding what's going on. You're just going through the motions. You do it um, unmotivated, without passion. When you really align with the vision of the company and you know what the outcome of the company is, you're a lot more excited and passionate about what you do. That's step one. Step two is get organized. Now, it doesn't matter how much money you have coming in. It doesn't matter what level of education you have. I've met people with PhDs earn over a million pounds a year, and they are incredibly disorganized financially. Yet I've met people with just a, a secondary school education and um, you know, not much money coming in, but they seem to know where it all goes. They seem to be very organized. And that's why we talk about financial organization, because once you're organized financially, you can forget about it. Because money, let's face it, money is not exciting and fun. I've probably got a handful of clients who actually enjoy money as in the accumulation of it. Most of them want to enjoy life and have fun. So we put that in step two to get you organized. And we have the bank account system. Um, the bank account system is probably the single thing, the one thing that has had the most profound effect on uh, most of our clients, um, making sure that you organize that correctly. Okay, and um, just very briefly, because um, it is available in other videos, just talk through the bank account system. Very, very briefly, the outcome behind the the purpose behind it is to automate your spending and your banking, okay? So you have one account that is called your bills account. All, and that means all, of your regular expenditure comes out of your bills account. So that would include your rent, mortgage, utilities, anything that you can automate, any insurances, that kind of thing. You automate it. And then every week on a Wednesday, you make an automated payment still from your bills account into your WAM account. And your WAM is your walkabout money, the money that you spend day to day. We get paid it on a Wednesday every week because when you spend it, pay it on a Wednesday, you spend most of your money when, Paul? When do we spend most of our money? Typically at the weekend. Typically at the weekend. So we go out Friday night, party night. Saturday, we might do a bit of shopping. Sunday, we have a Sunday lunch. And then Monday, it's back to work for most of us. And then when we go back to work on Monday, most of our money, in some cases, all of our money is spent. But we're only going to make it through Monday and Tuesday before we get paid again on a Wednesday. All of you can last 48 hours without really making any significant spending. Okay? Few of you will last 30 days. And that's why we do it weekly. It's the psychology of it. Getting, when we receive something like this that we want, we get a dopamine boost. It makes us feel good in our body. So we get paid on a Wednesday, weekly, and that we only spend our wham. When our wham is gone, our wham is gone. And this is the thing. This is the structure that most of our clients have found the most empowering. With our bills account, we say, do we need this? Do we want this? Can we get a similar experience for less? Can we get those payments down to as minimum as possible? And our target is to pay ourselves first and we save or repay on our debts 12.5% of our total income. And that basically comes, 12.5% is the first working hour 
of an eight-hour day. So we're saving the first hour. So the first payment should be to ourselves, from ourselves, the 12.5%. And that goes towards paying our unsecured debt down or investing our retirement plan or a combination of both. That, in a nutshell, is the bank account system. Like I said, there's lots of videos and, and, and stuff on there. It's covered in tense, in, uh, extensively in the book, The Money Plan, um, and um, it helps. It really, really does make a big difference to organize you. And then we go on to things like the pocket money system and everything else. So you, know, you have a strategy and structure to pay all these things, but the key principle behind it is we're taking routine thought out of everyday action. We're automating all our bank accounts, payments, everything else, because we don't want to be thinking about it because our thought is a conscious decision and our conscious decisions are affected by emotions. And if we're on a high, we feel really optimistic. Hey, I can spend more money today because I know I'm going to get that pay, I'm going to get that pay rise. I'm going to take on this new business venture. I'm going to earn all this money. I feel good. We're over optimistic or oh God, my boss has dumped me. Uh, my, my partner's dumped me. This has gone up. The world's terrible. Everything's wrong. I'm going to emotionally spend. I don't care. I'm going to go and buy this thing to make myself feel good. Yes, we're taking that out of the equation as much as we can. Um, and that loops back nicely to that psychology that we that we talked about at the beginning of, of yeah, getting in the right mindset. I know it's a very, very important thing for you. Paul, it's all psychology. There are just some strategies interweaved in there so that our conscious brain can say, okay, this is what I need to do. But it's all psychology. It's all about how we think and how we operate. Um, and, and that goes for us in life completely. Um, so once we know, once we're organized, we know what we want, once we're organized, uh, we then have a thing called the house of wealth. And that basically is the structure behind what we do. So we have financial foundations. And the first one of those we've already mentioned, already mentioned is the emergency cash. And there are eight foundations, three essential and five optional. Um, the three essential ones are emergency cash, you remember them? Wills and lasting power of attorney. There you go. See, you got it. It's and they are. <laughs> I would say they are essential for everyone. Now, I have had um, discussions, spiritual debates with people in my audience. Whilst when they say, "I've got no one to leave my money to. Why do I need a will?" Um, and things like that. Or I have nothing. Why do I need a will? I would just say you need a will. It's just financial organization. If you think that way, you're kind of programming your brain to say you're never going to have any money. You're never going to have any assets. Just get a basic will, get yourself organized, and then revise it in a number of years' time once you do have things. But £1,000 is a minimum until your unsecured debt's repaid. And then between three and 12 months, depending on where you sit, most people opt for between three and six months of expenditure held in emergency cash. Okay. Um, a will for everyone. You can start looking at trusts and protecting your assets in the event of your death um, if, you're, if you're leaving things for people. Um, and lasting power of attorneys are essential for everyone age 18 or over. Two types, one about your finances and your money, one about your health and social care. Uh, and you need those in place. They're the three essentials. Five optional. Um, you've got life insurance, disability insurance, critical illness insurance, medical insurance, and then general insurances. And their insurance is you're transferring a risk away from yourself to somebody else. You know, you don't have to have these things. It's a choice, and that's why they're optional. But again, we've done dozens of videos on these, um, really, about, you know, the in-depth of them and everything else, and they're covered extensively in the book. So, you know, feel free to go and pick up a copy of that 
Um, we still have, I believe, a special on at warrantshoot.com where there's a package, an anniversary package um, for the book, and Amazon have got it on sale. So if you just want the book, it's cheaper on Amazon. If you want a bundle package, there's a great deal on warrantshoot.com. So, um, so yeah, and that's the, that's the house of wealth. And then we talk about how much you need to save and, and stuff like that, how to accumulate the money and the stuff. Um, and then we come on to step four. And step four is? Um, step four is indeed, Warren. Well, you're, you're the expert here. Carry on. I, I thought I was doing well at proving that well, I've been listening. It, 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 before, most people think, oh, let's start investing. Well, you know, let's start yeah. investing. It's not, you've got to get rid of your debt first. You know, we've really got to get rid of our unsecured debt. When you get rid of your credit cards, your loans, your car finance and stuff, your, your wellness, your emotional well-being, your confidence increases. You become more vibrant. Um, and also you free up money every month as well. You, know, you free up the monthly payments, which will allow you more money available to invest. So we have a strategy called the snowball effect. Um, there's spreadsheets on my site, um, warrantsheet.com. There's other videos on this. And essentially what it is, is it's just the best way to repay your debt long term. It's using the psychology again, starting with the smallest balance, working to the highest balance. We get wins in there. And this is where you're going to be redirecting your 12.5%. If you have unsecured debt, once you've got your £1,000 saved, that 12.5% should be going as an overpayment, not a payment, but as an overpayment towards your unsecured debt to get rid of it as quickly as possible. Um, and that 12.5% might be a regular thing because you get paid a basic salary and you can afford it. It might be more of a, a, a variable thing because there's just not enough um, budget available in your, in your expenditure. There's not enough um, surplus and your monthly payments towards your debt of using everything up. So that's when you have to come creative and you have to do sidelines, um, do extra work, extra hours, that kind of thing. And you're making that 12.5% up from there. So paying down the debt sweep. So once that's gone, we then have no unsecured debt. We might be left with our mortgage. And that's where we're on to step five. And step five for this, there is a step six, but for everyone really is aware of step five is the final step of the money plan process. And that's investing. And that's typically we're running a very lean budget. Okay. So all our expenditure is very, very basics. Our WAM is very, very basic and we're keeping everything lean. And then we get to step five and we say, right, okay, how much can I invest? It's a minimum of 12 and a half percent because we've got 12 and a half percent on our debts and we split it 40, 40, 20, 40% 40 is an overpayment onto our mortgage, 40% as a payment towards our retirement future funding and then 20% back to ourselves, reinvesting ourselves. Because what, we, what we've done here is up until step five, we've kept everything very, very lean and very, very tight. And there's only so long you can go on a really lean, tight diet for. There was a purpose behind doing this, it's to get rid of our debt. But once that's gone, the accumulation of wealth takes time. It doesn't matter who you speak to, the accumulation of wealth takes time. So you must enjoy the process. So we take the 12.5% and we split it 40, 40, 20, 40% towards mortgage overpayments. Let's get rid of our mortgage, we become mortgage free. 40% towards our retirement funding. So we're building up money in assets for our retirement. And 20% we pay back to ourselves because remember we're running a very lean budget and we're reinvesting ourselves whether we decide to do courses, whether we learn something new, whether we learn something that we can earn money from or just enjoy, or whether we go on holiday and, and treat ourselves. You know, it's keeping us on that program. And it's like, I, I give the analogy when I speak to nutritions or diets, most of the most successful diets are the ones that people stay on the longest, not the ones that are the strictest. 
And the ones that people sell the longest generally allow you a reward, a treat, occasionally, maybe once a week, once a fortnight, something like that. And that's what this is doing. It's allowing you to put a program into the place, you stay on it, and you reward yourself. Um, now, if you are in your 60s and you have no mortgage, for example, then you will allocate more money towards your retirement funding. Obviously, there's no money to pay off, off on your mortgage. Um, that there there's, has to be an element of common sense or an intellect in there. And if you're not very good at making that decisions, reach out to a financial planner and say, look, I've listened to this podcast. I've listened to Warren. This is what I've been told to do. Just needs a bit of advice or help how to balance it or message me in, message me in. You know, I can't give specific advice, but I am helping lots of people. I have lots of questions come in. And I answer every single one of them personally. So um, yeah, reach out. So, uh, yeah, that's important. All right, well, great. I think all, all really comes back to that psychology. And while some of this stuff feels a world away if you are involved or your friends or relatives are involved in some of the stuff going on with the job stuff, I think the, the point is it's, it's about taking that journey to get there. And whether you're in good times or bad times, don't ignore this stuff. Try and, try and put something in place so that back at that beginning, what's your outcome, what's your goal? This is how it's going to help you get there. And you're absolutely right. The first step has got to be what's your outcome, what's your goal, what do you want to achieve, where are we going towards, um, and then we've got to get ourselves sorted financially in the organization and stuff. The first couple of steps are really, really essential. But if you are affected by these things and you are worrying, please take heart in the fact that once you get yourself momentum, things build, and once you know where you're heading, things work out better than if you don't. Uh, feel free to reach out, ask me any questions. If you have any concerns about anything, um, as I mentioned earlier, uh, we've got a special um, anniversary bundle on the book. Go and buy the book. In fact, if you're not affected by these things, go and buy three or four books and give them out to your friends who might be benefit uh, benefit from them. Um, I have some fantastic reviews on the books and uh, people say some really nice things, which I really appreciate. Follow us on The Money Planner, we, our weekly update, and on the social media channels. And make sure you sign up to our YouTube channel uh, where you can hear more of these good things. So thank you very much. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Warren. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye.